0: Welcome back. On this episode of In This Case, we're interviewing Mike McGowan, the general manager for Hilti's East Market Organization. With more than 30 years of Hilti experience, Mike knows an awful lot about where we've come from and, most importantly, where we're headed next. Okay, let's jump in. Welcome to In This Case. A podcast from Hilti that goes behind the scenes at one of the most iconic brands in the world of construction. We'll talk to the people who make it all happen and ask them who, how, what if, and of course, why. Here's your host, Claire Combs. Thanks, Mike, and welcome to the podcast. To get us started, can you maybe walk us through your career path at Hilti?
1: So I started uh, right out of college and my first role was in a Hilti store. I worked in the uh, Beltsville, Maryland store. I was in the store for two years and then I went into the upper market and I was an outside sales rep for nine years. After that, I had the opportunity to become a regional manager. I managed a sales team in Washington DC and Northern Virginia. Then we expanded the region to include the rest of Maryland. From there, I became a business unit director for our drilling and demolition line. After that, I became a sales vice president responsible for the Southeast United States. From there, I became uh, head of sales for the eastern half of the U.S., and then eventually general manager for the East, which is my current role.
0: Okay, great. And ballpark for us, how many people are a part of Hilti's East Market Organization today?
1: The East is made up of uh, just under 700 team members.
0: So let's go even further back now, like pre-college. What was the very first job you ever had?
1: The first job I ever had, I was a warehouse worker in a large shoe store. My responsibility was consolidating all the shoes that came back from all the different retail locations. For some reason, The shoe that gets put on display would never get put back in the box with the other shoe. And this company thought that the smart thing to do would be just ship all the shoes individually back to a warehouse and pay someone to match the shoes.
0: If you could get in a time machine and go back and give one piece of advice to your younger self, what would that be?
1: I think I would tell myself, learn as much as you can from everyone you meet.
0: That's great. Okay. So like we talked about, you now manage this team of 700 people and a huge portion of those folks work as account managers, supporting our customers on job sites every day. So you're pretty uniquely positioned to answer this question, but what do you think makes someone a good fit for the Hilti team? Like, what do you look for in someone who's going to just put on that iconic red shirt every single day?
1: It's a good question. And actually, a lot of people ask me in interviews, what does it take or what are the characteristics of a good salesperson? And, and I would say that I think the single most important thing that a, a salesperson needs to have is a genuine curiosity about the customer. I think if you really are authentic in a desire of understanding the customer, understanding their problems, understanding why they see things the way they do, I think that that's the first step. Then the second step, obviously, is you need to understand your offering and be able to match what that customer is looking to do with our offering. So for me, it all starts with genuine curiosity and a desire to help others and then understanding your product portfolio so you can match the two together.
0: Okay, two-part question now. First part is, how would you describe your personal leadership style? And then the second part is, how do you think you cultivated that style? Like, what factors do you think influenced
1: you along the way? So my personal leadership style is, I think, well, there's my perception and maybe then the perception of others (laughs) may not match entirely. I know that I have a a strong desire to uh, or drive to perform. I see the capability in others and I really want to flush out that capability so people are able to achieve their full potential. That's in my heart and that's my intent. It may at times come across as maybe I push and shove and push people into areas of discomfort But it's all in an effort to help them be as great as I actually know they can be. I would say that the influence that I've had is obviously from all the great managers that I've had the opportunity to work for. All of them dramatically different, but all of them brought something unique to the table. All of them have shaped me into the leader that I am today. In some cases, some were heavily driven by goals and achievement. and In other cases, they were more motivated by the soft skills and the nuances of connecting with people. And I think it's taking all of these different skill sets and capabilities that I've seen and had the opportunity to work for or with these people, I've kind of shaped how I try and balance this ambition and drive and getting the full potential out of a team member, but also helping them do it in a way that's comfortable for them.
0: All right. Before we go too much further, I think I need to ask you about 2020. So obviously this whole year has been kind of an anomaly to put it mildly. And as we record this episode, we're still in it, but I wonder if you can maybe reflect a bit on how Hilti has responded to everything that's happened this year and really just how we've managed the business through a global pandemic.
1: I'm going to be hitting 33 years with the company this January. You know, many companies talk about caring for their people and having a strong people orientation, but I think that it's years like this that actually prove it. Hilti responded exactly the way I would have anticipated. We put our employees first we put our employees before profit. We also prioritized our customers. We wanted to make sure that our customers were protected and able to also complete the work that they needed to get done. Obviously, from a financial standpoint, it had a dramatic impact on our top-line development. But the courage of this organization to stick with people and not do any downsizing is exactly why this is a great place to work and why I've chosen to dedicate my entire working career to this company. I'm incredibly proud. I think that we've seen it in past crisis. We saw it obviously this year in the crisis that um, priority number one is protecting our employees, caring for our customers, and we'll do both even if it means that we have an impact on profitability.
0: Thank you for that. So, Before the pandemic hit, we had some pretty ambitious goals for this year. And one of the things that I love about Hilti is that even as we're managing through this crisis, you really have the sense that we aren't taking our eye off the ball. Like we aren't just hunkering down, but we're still investing, still releasing new products, still thinking about how we can engage with our customers on an even deeper level. So from your perspective on the executive management team, can you maybe give us a sense of where you see us, where you see the company moving forward on our customer engagement journey?
1: So moving forward, what we try to do now is we try to take this capability that we've developed over the last few years and just get better at it. We want to move further upstream with our customers. We want to understand their business at a much deeper level. And we want to take all of the investments that the group has made into hardware, products, software, and other services to become even a more important and more valuable business partner to that company. Otherwise, help them run a more successful company because if we can help them be successful, then we'll always have a seat at the table.
0: That's a great lead-in for my next question because I think over the years, our seat at the table, as you put it, it maybe has shifted a little bit. What I mean by that is that in the last five or 10 years, we've really seen this transition from Hilti being known really as a hardware company to being more of a holistic solution provider with strong software and service business as well. Can you maybe share your thoughts on that and why it was so important for us to, to take that next step forward?
1: The reality is, is that we are a highly innovative company and we spend a lot on research and development each year. If you're only providing a product hardware solution for the customer, you're always at risk because we don't own the corner on innovation. Other competitors have the capability to innovate as well. And so if your solution is just a faster drill or a stronger adhesive, your business model is always at risk because somebody could make a faster drill or a stronger adhesive. And we all know that they can always sell maybe a just good enough drill or just good enough adhesive at a lower price. But if you can actually embed yourself in the customer's workflow, so how do they design? How do they estimate? How do they procure? How do they train? How do they actually do the work? How do they document the work? If you can provide an end-to-end seamless flow of solutions, which will be hardware, but it could also be software and other services, then you make yourself more valuable to the customer. And that's why it's so important for us. In the end, if we want to be our customer's best partner, we've got to help them through their entire value chain. Working with them from with an end-to-end solution helps us stay important and stay relevant regardless of what our competitors do and also it helps our customers be more successful in the long term.
0: Okay, now I'm going to put you on the spot and ask you to name your favorite Hilti product.
1: I don't know that I can narrow it down to one. If I try to fight through to come up with one, I still am struggling. So I'm going to give you three.
0: (laughs) Okay, let's do it.
1: All right. So One, I would say, is the JBOT that we just announced. That is super exciting. And the future of construction, the investment that this group is willing to make to change the way construction work is done is super exciting. But we've been in it for about five minutes, so I I don't want to get too carried away with it. But I mean, for me, that one has got me just completely pumped and jazzed. Can't wait to see what's next and how far we can take this. Let me give you two other ones that I think are highly practical and we have an enormous amount of success with, and you can see how they've really helped our company grow. One is this focus on pre-installed devices. And in the main area I'm talking about is pre-installed firestop devices, but also to a similar extent, pre-installed anchoring, whether it be the single point or the anchor channel or facade. Those are just, I think, game-changing technologies that have advanced us in trades that historically we've struggled with. And then the third one I did want to talk about was the TE3000. And I think that this one is important to me because I tried for years to uh, get the group to support this large stand-up breaker. It finally came and we were able to go from 0% market share to 30% market share in record time. So those are, I'm sorry I couldn't give you one, but those are three that quickly come.
0: Up next, something we like to call our rapid fire round. Okay, Mike, what's your favorite city in the world and why?
1: Rome. And the reason is, is the amazing history.
0: What character trait do you most admire in other people?
1: I don't know. That's, uh, that's a difficult question, Claire. Every, every single person is different.
0: Okay. Well, let me ask it a different way then. What character trait would you maybe wish you had more of, or would you want to further develop in yourself?
1: Uh, so that it's a it's a psychology question. So basically, I was supposed to be projecting what I'm missing in my answer about somebody else. I got it. OK.
0: You cracked the code.
1: <laughs> I cracked the code. Uh, let's see here. Patience.
0: What's the best piece of advice you've ever gotten?
1: Be curious.
0: If you could pick a superpower, what would it be? Fly. And last question, what profession other than your own would you most like to attempt?
1: Fighter pilot.
0: All right. Well, that's a wrap on this episode of In This Case. Big thank you to General Manager Mike McGowan for taking time out of his day to sit down with us for this one. And also, thanks to you for listening. We'll be back in your feed soon. And until then, stay well. In This Case is a production of Hilti North America. To give us feedback, ask a question, or share an idea for a future podcast, email HiltiDirect at Hilti.com.